Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com, where we turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. See, we believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world, even you. Stick around to the end of this show, where I'll share info on how you could be our next guest. Three times a week, five to 15 minutes each, learn from successful business owners and professionals. It's time to get inspired. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Frankie Finn. Frankie, you are the owner of Sacred Plant Retreats. And you have an interesting background because you were living the high life as uh, kind of in the corporate world. Uh, you did, worked on a lot of marketing in the legal profession. And I think that that was a big part of what caused you to make this transition. And because of this transition, you've been able to help a lot of good people uh, kind of get clarity and also kind of figure out their purpose. And that was something that I think you had discovered in, in your previous career, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Josh. I mean, I think a lot of people have this internal sense of, I know I was meant for more than what I'm doing right now, but something about it just isn't right, but they can't quite put their finger on what was going on. And I was actually living that where there's nothing worse than building something, being extremely successful about it and finding that it brings you nothing but misery, which believe it or not, um, lawyers have a reputation as being difficult to work with people and it might be just <laughs> a little bit true. And you know, we go ahead. So I was just going to say, I, you know, I, through this work, I got to know like many of the top lawyers in the United States, the, the people who are spending sometimes uh, $50, $50 million just in one city on their advertising campaigns where you can't drive, you know, five minutes down the highway without seeing three of their billboards. Okay. And, you know, just through this whole process, learning what it's like to do something that you don't enjoy and, and finding out that it's okay to, to really step back and hone in on something that really brings you passion and, and is something the world really needs at the same time. So it's really more beneficial for everybody. What would be some evidences that, that uh, someone might identify and say, you know what, I'm seeing this, this, and this happen in my life. And that should be kind of a wake-up call that I truly am not satisfied. I'm not living my purpose. Uh, what, what, what kind of things might we see? Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of it is, is internally because it, it's a very weird situation where often if you're doing this, you're successful in other people's eyes. And, you know, like for me, it was like, you know, my mom's showing off my videos of me speaking in front of thousands of people. And she's saying, you know, you get health insurance. So I've always wanted you to have health insurance and these kind of things. Uh, but inside you have this feeling of like, you know, what I'm doing is, is not me. And I know I was meant for more. And, and, you know, often you, you start asking these questions and you start to bring them to other people around you and they'll say things like, what are you talking about? You already, you have it perfect already. Why would you want to do something different? And so right. I find a, a lot of times it can be like, at least in the beginning, a seemingly very, very like courageous leap. That's not really like all that courageous at all. You know, I know that um, I, I remember Stephen Covey talking about, you know, how important it is to have purpose uh, in, in our work. And, you know, he used the example of, uh, you know, imagine that you get paid 
fantastic money. Let's say you get paid a couple hundred thousand dollars and your job is just to write a report every day. And at the end of the day, someone's going to come upstairs to the office, the report you've been working on, and they're going to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm sure I got the story wrong, but every day at the end of the day, they take the report and they chuck it out the window and they say, all right, see you tomorrow. And every single day is exact same thing. You write the report, someone chucks it out the window and your life has no purpose. And would you continue to do, how long would you continue to do that? And some, you know, people believe that they can do that uh, for a length of time. The, the reality is you don't. It's, it's really hard to live without purpose. Kind of give me some context on that if you could. Yeah, I mean, obviously what you said is so, so true. And I think when you're living without purpose, there's kind of like a sense of apathy or even sometimes like a, a depression that sets in where um, you almost don't want to have to face a day. And I think where a lot of people get hung up is usually the the advice on how to kind of bridge that gap and do something you love is given by people who themselves aren't really living their purpose. And so it's it's kind of like, you know, poor advice. Like I've heard people say, just do what you love and, you know, the money will follow. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who love having sex, but, you know, nobody's paying them to just sit around and do that all day. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure a lot of people don't love, you know, being a garbage man, but at the end of the day, you know, there's people making a living in that. And so certainly doing what you love is a part of your purpose, but I think it's much broader than that. And we've really kind of I think what most people don't realize is that there's three really big areas is obviously doing what you love. And the second is also that like the world actually needs it. Like there's an actual real need from people in our society. And then the last thing is that of course, that you're actually good at it and then you can actually bring value. Yes. To people. I was going to say, that's that's one thing I was going to share with you. I, I remember Howard Stern talking about this. In fact, about he was railing on, he think, you know, do what you love is the stupidest advice he's ever heard you know, do what you're exceptionally gifted at. And, and if you will do that, you'll find that that generally will be pretty rewarding. Like, cause you can do something that 99.999% of the population can't do. And it's, it, that itself is going to be really, really rewarding. Now, hopefully you like it. I mean, if you don't, then, you know, obviously you got to contend with that and you figure that out. But, um, you know, I think we kind of, you know, it's like, why does somebody get really good at it anyways? Like, why does someone's like the 3000 hours Malcolm Gladwell, you know, why yeah. does someone become a gifted pianist? Because they have a personality type where they just, for some reason, they just really enjoy it. And so um, that's a good, if you got good at something like really, really good, unless someone forced you to do it, like you had an oppressive parent that was like, you know, forcing you to twirl a baton, you know, day in, day out, and you hated it. I mean, that's another thing. But generally, I think, you know, if we evaluate where our quote unquote gifts are, uh, that's, that's probably something we should pay attention to. What, what do you think about in terms of like identifying quote unquote gifts? Um, well, I mean, obviously, uh, just to, for a second on your earlier point, the way I see it a lot of the time is like the, the way you describe it. It's like um, if there's a person who's watering a tree and says, my goal is to make a 10 foot tree. And there's another mm. person who says, I just really love watering this tree every day. Huh. In 10 years from now, I can promise you which one of those actually has a 10-foot tree, and it won't be the one with the goal of having a 10-foot tree. Wow. Um, so certainly, um, you know, that's one of the things. I think a lot of people don't realize that they have gifts because 
Um, it's just your perspective. To give you like the tiniest little example is one of the things that I've always done over the years of this kind of online business is like Google is my best friend whenever I get stuck. You know, I know somebody else has probably had something similar, especially when it's tech related and I have no idea. And, uh, you know, not everybody knows how to Google. And so I think the real key for understanding where your gifts are is, is looking to the things that people are always bringing you that you just take for granted and are totally second nature to you. You know, if you've ever heard somebody say, can you help me with blank? That's a pretty good sign or indication that you've got some kind of gift there. And I think when you start to just become aware of the gifts that you already have, you start to see all the other ones you have that you haven't necessarily been giving yourself credit for. Because, you know, um, I'm actually going through this now where I'm learning um, another language. So I've been living in Germany for a couple of months now. And as I've been doing it, I'm learning a whole new language. And I forgot that when you like when you learn English for the first time, that that's like an acquired gift and not everybody has that. Right. And, and so sometimes right. like even the littlest thing, the fact that you can talk, most people don't recognize is, is a gift. And I think just really becoming aware of those will allow you to see like the whole collection of them that, you know, can potentially use for other people. You know, Frankie, I can't stop thinking about when you're kind of giving the illustration of, of the tree and I'm thinking about, you know, making my purpose attached to the activity as opposed to the outcome. And I think it's wonderful to have goals. Um, but, you know, if, if I say, you know, my life's purpose is to, uh, you know, help entrepreneurs you know, become well-known, build authority, become influential, um, you know, in, and it's very tactical, um, you know, thinking about what I do. Uh, it's, it's hard to get disappointed in that because, I mean, those are, those are very measurable things that I can do as opposed to, you know, my life's purpose is to become a uh, celebrity myself. And it, it, it always seems like that's a goal that always feels like it's you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be, cause there's always more that you could, that you could have. So you can't say I did that. Like it's, it's, there's always going to be someone more popular, like, but, but can I, can I say, you know, uh, my life's purpose is to water this tree and love this tree. Well, every day I can say I did that. Yeah. And so, so every day you're getting that feedback loop that I'm living my purpose. That is, listen, that was, that may not sound like someone's probably listening to this going, all right, whatever. <laughs> but for me, that's like really, that's really profound. I dig that. Yeah. And it's, it's a $10 million idea that doesn't sound like a $10 million idea, but yep. you know, in your case, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit off air and it's like the media opportunities have always been there. It's not an issue of yeah. whether somebody can get them. And I, I imagine the biggest thing that you probably help people with is just the belief that they deserve them and they're enough of an expert that they should be on those shows and they should be the one being talked about. Yep. And it's probably less about the tactics and how to get on the shows, even though I'm sure you help people with that, but I'm sure the much bigger hurdle is just seeing themselves in that role in the first place. And so I think in many yep. ways, the real purpose is seeing people just own bigger versions of themselves and being like comfortable stepping into that and then just really That's right. holding their hand through that and showing them that, you know, there's somebody who has experiences that are worth listening to for other people. And I think that's a really amazing purpose, which goes way deeper than just helping people get media. I absolutely agree with you. Tell me about sacred plant retreats. Um, so this is, you know, kind of one of the things that really got me out of the corporate world. And it, it often takes people like 
some kind of like life trauma or something crazy or an emergency. And I was fortunate that mine just came into a rabbit hole of questions that for me led into like questions like, who are we doing and why are we here? And I find that a lot of the people we work with that go on these retreats, they're driven by the same kind of questions and they, they really want to know um, what this whole life is about and how they're meant to fit in. And, and so we give them, you know, through these uh, spiritual psychedelic retreats in Amsterdam, um, amazing immense amount of clarity as well as like real business tools that they can use to go and build that in their entrepreneurial life and actually make a difference in the world. And so we see people, uh, you know, travel the world, get bigger contracts, but like you, the core foundation is the very the, much the same in that we're just helping people to own bigger versions of themselves so that they can start to seize these opportunities that have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so do you need, uh, so, so what's the purpose of the actual, like the sacred plants? Like how, how does that facilitate that? Cause I think everyone's heard of like, you know, uh, ayahuasca mushrooms, uh, edible cannabis and, and that can, for some, for most people, like it can really open up some doors on, Oh wow. You know, maybe what you really, really want or kind of like your bigger purpose. So I've talked to some people like you, man, you can listen to Joe Rogan. He talks about this all the yeah, time. <laughs> And, you know, I, I think for the right person who's like, uh, you know, they're primed for that. I've heard some pretty amazing stories. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's it's twofold. One is like it's it's one of the especially with the right shamanic guidance. It's the easiest way to have like a near death mystical afterlife kind of experience, like a deep, profound spiritual experience that gives you the ability to really change your life and put it into context. Uh, for me, I literally felt like experientially the first time I went through one of these, like 10 years older from one day to the next, uh, because I just had this like never ending vision kind of thing. And then the other thing is, I think, um, not that it's meant for everybody. I'm not one of these evangelists that thinks, you know, the whole world's going to be saved by mushrooms or anything yeah. like that, but the people it's meant for, um, it really is the most profound therapeutic change you can go through. And I compare it to many ways doing like 10 years of therapy in a single night and, mm -hmm. you know, cleansing all of the things that in life aren't always connected. And, you know, to be really real, I mean, sometimes we see things like PTSD comes out of people and yep. um, lifelong traumas that could be related to like, you know, rapes and abuse and like, you know, the really dark side of humanity that, they haven't moved past and they don't realize that's, that's the reason why they don't feel worthy of their business in the first place is because, you know, some horrible thing happened to them many years ago. And so it's, it's the fastest tool to move through that in like 10 years than it is to, to have to live that out and find out the hard way, I think. Frankie Finn, thank you so much for joining us. You're the owner of Sacred Plant Retreat. Thank you about talking about clarity, purpose. Uh, of course, you're on the web at Sacred Plant Retreats. Com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur or business professional who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And while you're at it, take our free quiz and learn your authority score. That's available for you right now at upmyinfluence.com slash quiz. And please do us a favor. If you liked the guest that was just interviewed, 
Would you share this episode on social media? Also, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. See, we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe, binge listen to our previous episodes, and we'll send you the next episode three times a week, automatically, five to 15 minutes, exactly what you need to inspire yourself just a little bit more, learn from others, and grow. With that, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Revolution.